Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what? How? Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. Hey everybody, I'm coming at you today with an easy strategy to deliver comprehensible input to use with any story you might want to tell your students. So the strategy I'm going to explain to you today is a visual story, and it can sometimes be referred to as a visual lecture. And so basically what this is, is that you tell a story, and again, you're going to want to kind of pre-think through some of the main events or main points you want to hit on as you tell this story. We don't want to drag it out all class long. We don't want to be performers on stage all day, every day. We'll kill our vocal cords that way. Trust me, I know I learned the hard way. And so kind of thinking through maybe what kind of a story could take up 15 to 20 minutes of my class period today. And then you can do extensions with that content after you've finished. So this strategy would be used for giving your students comprehensible input during your guided oral input time if you're using the daily framework of instruction. And so all you do, you ready for it? All you do is you tell a story and you draw out visual aids to support it as you tell it. All right, I'm done. I'm just kidding. I mean, really, that is the gist of it, but I do have some more pointers and tips for you. So I don't know about you guys, but my classes find it extremely entertaining when I try to draw on the board. And I'm really great at stick people. I'm really good at giving stick figure boys three straight up strands of hair. And they think it's hilarious. And so one of the reasons why this strategy is so engaging is because they're just excited to see what kind of craziness you come up with to try to draw next. So I will tell stories this way. And I'll first by introduce the characters and draw the characters. You know, I'll at least try to indicate if it's a boy or a girl or a cat or an elephant or whatever it is that we're talking about. And then, you know, making their face based on if they're happy, are they frustrated? Are they confused? Or if that's not part of the story, don't draw a face on them at all. And this gives you natural time to pause as you're telling the story that allows your students to process the language you're sharing, helps you continue to go slow, which is such an important strategy when you're speaking in the target language to your students. You could set this up in many ways. You could just draw straight across your board as things happen. So like drawing your characters and then maybe draw an arrow if they're going to a place and then drawing the place. You can still write a couple words on the board here and there to help support their comprehension using gestures. All of your other skills of comprehensibility still come into play here. But the neat part about it is at the end, you'll have a whole board filled with images for a whole story. And so what's super fun about this is after you're done telling the story, I would recommend that you take a picture of the board so that you could reuse this, these images the following day or in future classes for extension activities. So my recommendation would be that you tell a visual story, draw it out as you share about it. You can always take pauses at appropriate points when you feel like something has happened or you've told a couple of events and you want to make sure that your students are still with you, have them turn and talk to a neighbor and process in English or their first language in the classroom about what has happened so far, count down, bring their attention back and continue the story. It's kind of giving their brain a break from the input, 
if one partner was confused, the other one maybe can clarify it for them. We can make sure we're all back on the same page. Or you could clarify as a whole class. Be like, all right, who can tell us what just happened so far in the story? I want to make sure we're all on the same page before we move on to the next part. So then you can continue on with your story. The neat thing is, is you can use visual stories to tell any kind of story. Oftentimes when we are thinking about telling stories with comprehensible input, we're thinking that they have to be wild, crazy, fictional stories. They don't have to be that at all. They could be personal stories from your life or your students' lives. I asked my students to, on like a little scratch piece of paper, write in English a story about something exciting or interesting or weird that happened to them or someone they know once in their life. And I put, you know, like who, what, where, when, with whom, um, lesson learned, et cetera, on the board for them to like look at and think about as they wrote it down. I did this as an exit ticket. I read through and picked out a couple of the most interesting stories. And then I told them to the class as a visual story. I didn't say who it was, but they were even more engaged because they wanted to know who it was. So I was like, oh, there was a girl and she went to Florida with her family and they were riding a ride at Disney World. You should have seen my roller coaster on my drawing. It was awesome. And they were walking away from the ride to go eat lunch when they turned around and noticed their little sister and cousin were missing. And so then at the end of the story, I let them kind of take a couple guesses based on like you know, their siblings in the story or other details that came out and then revealed who it was. And I let them share, you know, in English about a minute if they wanted to add any other details in. Sometimes the kids told me stories, but they like left out the ending or left out details. So I just made them up. And then at the end, they're like, that's not what happened. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me what happened. So I had to fill in the details. I like my version better and got a little sassy with them. And it was really funny. And it was super fun to tell stories that way. I've also done this to tell historical or cultural stories. So I wanted to talk about Selena at one point in time and kind of what happened to her. And so you can draw things out that way. You can also use the other strategy that I talked about on episode six about a narrative input chart to tell any kinds of stories, historical stories. If you want to talk about, you know, what happened in any kind of a war or a conflict or something along those lines or news events, current events. Basically, it's just a way to draw images to support student comprehension of the story you're trying to convey. So don't feel like it has to be a crazy made up wild story. You don't have to do story asking. You absolutely could. You could, this is what my plan is actually on Monday with my eighth grade class, is you could just start with a blank slate and say, all right, was there a boy? Was there a girl? Was there a man? Was there a cat? Was there an elephant? And let the class kind of vote and then you decide the details as you go and as you draw it out. You could do that. But there's so many possibilities of what kind of information you can convey to your students by just drawing to support their comprehension as you talk to them. So that is the gist of the visual story. If you want to stop here, you can. Otherwise, I'm going to take a couple minutes to share with you a couple of extension ideas that you could do once you have that visual story drawn out and the students have a basic understanding of it. The first recommendation I would do is doing a write and discuss to get a class-created text down. I made an episode about that as well in this series, so go check that out if you're not sure how to use those. 
But again, reminding you, keeping it to like four to seven sentences max, not drawing it out too long, but this way you have a written copy of the text. I would also recommend if you don't have a student job as someone's scribe, pick a high-performing student or if you have a heritage speaker or native speaker in your class that wants to do something else and you think it would help them kind of support their spelling, they can copy the story down for you or they can type it up in like Google Docs or something and share it with you and that way you have a typed text of the story as well. Then one recommendation I have after you take that picture so you don't lose your beautiful artwork and the drawing of the story that you can use later on, what you could do is you could project that picture at the end of the class and have the students do a five minute quick write retelling the story you told that day as a daily formative assessment. You could also pull it up the next day and use it as a warm up as a bell ringer, you could have them retell the story. Or you could put the picture up and you could also have, you know, three sentences written and play two truths and a lie about the story. Um, Or the students could write the sentences for two truths and a lie about the story. But the images help refresh their brains and remind them what happened. And then they're kind of processing and matching the target language that they're hearing with the image and seeing if that matches or not. You could play the fly swatter game with it. If you have this image up on the board or you've projected it, or you could print it out on paper for students and you say a sentence and they have to point to or touch or smack with a fly swatter, the part of the image that you're describing Or if you have that text typed up, you could play a running dictation with it. If you don't know how to do a running dictation, Google it. There's tons of blog posts out there that explain it really well. Or you could have them write a totally new story that goes along with the images that you already put up there. So that way they can change the details and make it more to their liking. Or you could have them write what happened after the story. So there's so many options and ways you can extend a story once you have a text created and especially once you have visuals created that you can continue to bring back and recycle. You could play the question and answer game with the visuals up on the board and you could put your hand under one part of the picture, ask a question about it and have those students respond to it that way. You could have the students kind of walk around the room with this picture up on the board and meet with a new partner and point to a part and ask them to retell to a partner what happened in that picture and then have them switch partners and find a new one. There's so much you can do once you have this visual aid, this visual representation of a story and a text of the story. So don't feel like that once you tell a story, it's done and over. If you want it to be done and over, that's totally fine too. But if not, you can extend that for a few more lessons. And when it's time for assessments, you can bring that back for assessments. So the way I would bring either the images or the text back of that story that you told when you were doing a visual story, you could bring it back possibly for all four modes if you wanted to. I would recommend not making all four assessments about the same image or story, but you could. For example, for reading, you could have the typed up text of that story. And since it's familiar, your students should feel pretty confident and find success on that. For listening, you could project the image and you could retell the story again. You could change some details or you could tell them, I'm going to use the same image, but I'm going to change the details so you make sure you listen carefully. And then they have to write down in English or in L1 what it is that you just told them. Or for speaking, the way I do speaking assessments is I play the question and answer game basically with my students, and I'll do a future episode on how to do that, is that 
I would point to an image and the students have their partners and then they answer, I ask a question to all of partner A at one time, so that's half the class, and then they talk to their partner and answer that question. And you could do it that way. For writing, again, you could pull up the picture and you could tell them, you could give them two options. I often like to give my students options so that they can pick what they're more comfortable with. One option could be retelling the story that you talked about in class or writing a new story to go along with the same images in the target language. So you can recycle this image, these pictures, and you can recycle the text in many ways to make this really stretch out and get your worth out of it. So I hope that helps, and I encourage you to try a visual story. If you do, let me know how it goes, and if you have any tips or pointers that you figured out.